You are listening to the One of Us.net Podcast Network. Man, what, okay. what can you do? I mean, like, the writer's like, the writer said, oh, I had a friend that told me that this is funny, like, that, that I should keep it in. It's like, is it worth it? Is it, it was worth probably me? Khalees. She is the singer. Of oh, the song. see, oh, no one Jesus knows Christ. what that is, dude. You're yeah, older. Dude, nobody than... knows what that is or who that is. I mean, no one gives a shit about that song. It's a dumbass song. I hated it back then. I fuck. I, I hate it even more now. I hate it after that joke. I'm always gonna hate that song. You hated that song, yet you pulled up to my house listening to 2002 Eminem. Yo, <laughs> encore is pretty dope. Yeah, okay. All right, okay. Just wanted to make sure we. Oh, hi. We're Books and Beer. <laughs> yeah, hey, guys. We're Books and Beer, guys. Uh, I'm Andrew Hilbert. I uh, don't ever pay myself in writing. I self-publish. <laughs> I'm a hack. I write a book. I, I'm writing a series called Dear Man right now, which you can find on my self-published blog page, <laughs> DearManBegins.com. You can fucking listen to it. You can listen to it, yeah. Dear it's a you can pay and listen to it earlier, too. Yeah. It's a project. In between projects, you know? So. It's uh, pretty good. I'm Zach Chapman, and I'm an editor, and I also do some sword and sorcery writing. And uh, Andrew and I are going to fucking write a sword and sorcery story, and it's going to sell to the first yeah. market that we submit it to yeah. at 10 cents a word. So we'll have five cents. <laughs> so yeah, we'll split it, and it'll almost be pro. Yeah. And then uh, Miguel. Uh, I'm Miguel. I handle the boilers and the toilets around here. <laughs> <laughs> and the toilets are sparkling, sparkling clean, my friend. Clean. Miguel, you... How are those gushers? What bag of number are you on? Primo. Primo. <laughs> End of the second bag. Wait, can that. we have cra- – got to make craft candies at some point, right? No. I think it's a pretty fucking <laughs> – I'm like, <laughs> so like choking on these fucking gushers. It seems, uh, it seems that pre-cum is becoming cum. <laughs> so this is, this is a part two podcast. Yesterday, yester minute. Uh, yester, just, yester couple days. Recently, you just listened to uh, – Conan the Barbarian slash the uh, proto, not I mean that was like OG, like the original sword and sorcery. Now we're gonna like step it up, get into a little bit more modern and actually just kind of sword and sorcery throughout the ages, yeah, if you will. Hey, toilet boy, can you pull out that mead? Yo, oh shit, we're gonna drink some. Oh, I gotta kill this beer. I, I totally put that on myself, so I'm not even angry. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, he shouldn't be toilet boy. We're not yeah. paying for your opinion. Yeah, we're not paying. Yeah, it's not like what else could you be? You can't count. You can't be our accountant. I'm just here for the good looks. So this- I'm the only one with a mustache right now. <laughs> well, Whoa, that's not going to be true for long. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Zach's got a couple more years on his upper lip. <laughs> I'll, I'll meet you on Saturday. All right. Just tomorrow. Uh, Thorin's Viking Mead. I uh, we we picked this up because it had a guy in a beard with uh, weaponry, and we thought you know sword and sorcery mead cool. You can see a pig on the blog. Yeah, you can you can see a pig on the blog. Uh, we went to Specs recently, and uh, I'm just gonna pour it out. Ooh, it is a piss color. We forgot to mention our new sponsor. It's uh, Gushers and Specs. <laughs> Gushers and Specs. Yeah. Find them on the internet. <laughs> oh man, you uh, might be getting some more there, Zach. Don't. It it's does. Frothy. It's frothy. I mean, it looks like Dude, there's like shit in it. No, that's just his backwash. Oh. No, 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 no. There's that. That came out. Okay, here's here's an interesting thing, guys. I went on Beer Advocate and looked for the. Um, oh, it smells terrible. This is not going to oh be good. Oh my god. It, you know, I, I think we should just probably drink. Some of this, and then give up on it because yeah. here, here, here's why the beer advocate score was low. I mean, they're they're beer advocate, not mead. <laughs> You're not not mead masters. All right, are we gonna oh, cl- are geez. we gonna claim? No, it's not even. Oh my god! 
It Dude. smells so bad. It smells terrible. Uh, so wait, back to Beer Advocate. One of the Mike. one of the reviewers were like, heavy notes of cat dander. Heavy <laughs> 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 notes like cat dander and plastic. And what what I'm seeing floating around in my fucking is is cat beer, cat, 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 dander. cat dander, and fucking plastic. Dude, I don't know about this. Oh, it's not that bad. No, it's, not no, that it's bad. terrible. What are you talking about? Oh, oh, dude. It's not that bad. Dude, that is awful. That is terrible. I mean, this it's... is books of beer, not books of meat. I refuse. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta drink that <laughs> oh, shit. I, I, dude, this no. is fucking terrible. No, Black this Cat's is Kiss. awful. <laughs> is this the worst thing we... This is the worst thing I've ever, <clears throat> ever had to drink. Are you serious? I am not fucking kidding it's you. The... I've had worse mead. Okay. Well, yeah, meat is just bad. Meat's bad. Is this how I've had some meat and it hasn't been that bad? Right. I got some meat in the fridge right now that isn't as bad as this. Well, let's pour that out, dude. You want to switch it out? Hold on. Here, let me, so, so I, you know, we didn't do any research when we went to go like fourteen dollars. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! <laughs> we went to specs and we okay that looks cool. Let's do that. And it was like fourteen bucks. And then afterwards, I find out all this shit about, oh, cat dander, plastic. I go to the website. The website looks like a fucking GeoCities page from 1998. Like, dude, you could have paid 10-year-old Andrew to make better frames. The other thing is the guy is like, it's all about the Ren Faire, which, you know, I'm not that kind of nerd. Are you guys those kind of nerds? Dude. I'm yeah, you you, you strike me as maybe that kind of nerd. Dude. I mean, I you were literally in your boxers when I walked into my room. I <laughs> was going to say, like, are we going to fucking be like Conan or not? <laughs> okay. Like, I, don't I, make it, I don't have make nothing it gay. against the Ren Fair. I have nothing against the Ren Fair. However, that's like half our listeners. This all just, like, accumulates into this bad tasting. You know, it's like, is this, this made is in swell. someone's apartment with <laughs> where there's a shit ton of cats? This is Conan's piss. Is Dude, it's bad. Okay, let's see how far we can get with it. But I don't think I'm going to finish that cup. Okay. And this is this is bad. Like, I usually can finish what I'm drinking, no matter how bad it tastes. That is awful. This is a, maybe it's a sipper. I think it's a sipper, guys. Which it's it is twelve point nine percent ABV. Oh, really? It has a bit of a, a kind of nasty aftertaste. It's the aftertaste. It's the, when you drink it at first, it's like oh, it's, you taste the honey a little bit. But then <laughs> you drink it first, like oh, this is the worst the thing I've had. And the cat dander, it's like afterwards. Yeah, dude, this sucks. It's got a little bit of uh, cat dander in the back. <laughs> yeah, it's got a little, <laughs> a little bit of a cat, cat, dander, cat dander kick in the back. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what are we talking about? All right. So, all right, we're gonna talk about C.L. Moore's The Black God's Kiss. Which is a story about a character named Jorel of Jory, who's... She's actually the first female sword and sorcery character. And she's this French Catholic in, like, the 14th century. Mm. Or maybe earlier. And it's, like, it's disguised in alt history. She's got these cool-ass yellow glowing eyes. And published in weird tales throughout the 30s and 40s. This was... The first bit was, like, uh, I think... I think I read it was 34, 35, which means it was yeah. it was right with Conan. Mm-hmm. And then right after, um, so Robert E. Howard killed himself, and then, well, I didn't even get into that. We didn't even talk about it. So, yeah, he, like, loved his mom, and his mom uh, went comatose, and then he went out into his car and then shot himself in the head. So she didn't even die. Was he successful at that point? Or was Uh, he still struggling? He had just sold his first novel, which was a Western. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so he was wasn't even song. alive for like his, H- his being, fame. No, no, he wasn't kind of like popular. Poe. No, Poe was uh, same you know, thing. Drunk yeah. and yeah, okay. same thing. Um, so yeah, he died at thirty six. He wrote all these Conan stories like in his like when he was like thirty, and he wrote all these other stories when he was like nineteen, twenty. Like he's a fucking cool dude. Like he is a smart dude. Like can we pour one out for yeah, pour Robert out here? Yeah, pour out this pour, mead. pour out this shitty ass meat. So, anyways, right before he died and right after he died is when um, the Jarell of Joris stories were being published in Weird Tales. Now, the first story was the Black God's Kiss. And it's probably it, it is typical of all of these stories. I read every single one of hers, mm-hmm. and they're all very similar. Like they're they're all they they follow a, a similar format where you know she's this warrior, almost like a princess. Like you know she has yeah. men mm-hmm. that she command. She's like a commander, mm-hmm. and then then there's like an antagonist, and sometimes the antagonist is magical. Sometimes they're not, but in almost every single story, she goes into an alternate world. And so in this story, she's kind of captured by this douchebag. I forget his name. Guillermo or something. Guillermo. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce it. Guillermo del Toro? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Guillermo del Toro. Dude, the only way I could pronounce it in my head was after knowing, oh yeah, Guillermo. So I was saying Guillermo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... It, it took me. It took me. It took me way too long to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. So he he um, gets captured. He captures her, and he's like, kind of trying to force himself on her, and she like almost bites out his jugular. And the, the opening scene's actually fucking awesome. I mean, she does that to <laughs> Guillermo yeah. del Toro. Yeah. And then he's all like, throw her in the prison, and she's then she goes in the prison. She's, she's like, all like, an I hate him so much. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him so much. Like it's half the book. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of a no. This definitely did not pass the Bechtel test. This is literally all about how she hates. Yeah, this but hold dude. on, time out, time out. CL Moore. I wanted to go back to it because we haven't mentioned okay, it. So a woman. CL Moore is yeah. The reason one of the big reasons is okay. So she wrote the she created the first sword and sorcery female character mm-hmm. because. Red Sonia is not sword and sorcery. Red Sonia is created by Robert E. Howard, but it's actually history, not fantasy. Okay. Uh, yeah, but 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 yeah. So I she, mean, she's she's a badass. She's like this yeah. this. She is, is kind of similar. Jarell. Jarell. Okay. Jarell is like very similar to Conan. Well, anyways, so yeah, she creates this badass Conan female French chick, but her name she she uh she put cl more and you gotta think like the reason she did that she used her initials you you'd think it's just because it was such a sausage fest at weird tales right. that they wouldn't want no they wouldn't want no girls in the sword and sorcery section yeah. you know i mean I, that's got to be the only reason because yeah. honestly yeah. cl more for whatever reason whatever you know societal constructions in my brain i thought it was a male author Dude, this shit is terrible. I feel like I'm gonna be sick. Well, let, let's. Uh... It, it smells like soup. Like, for, gonna... for, for the mead people out there, could you please send us a message saying if cat dander is, yeah, is a desirable trait is in, that in a mead? Plus or a minus? I've never ever had cat dander in my mouth, but I imagine it tastes like shit. But anyways, uh, CL Moore. I, I I thought it was a male writer. Mm-hmm. Honestly, and, and then and then I, then 
as soon as I saw it was a female protagonist, I was like, 1930s, this ain't a male, dude. <laughs> so I went and checked, and I saw it was, yeah. a, it was yeah. a female. Well, what was interesting is she actually wrote with her, it was her, her husband? first husband or second husband. Yeah. She, yeah, she wrote with him. And eventually, like, she just gave up writing altogether after she got married. This, yeah, so it was her first husband. Her first husband died. She got married a second time and just kind of just gave up writing. Probably because Red Pill Husband wanted her to stop. Well, which I would I think, totally be down with that. Was that later in her life, though? After the '60s, she eventually stopped writing. I mean, that's later. Like, she, from what I understood, like they tried to give her um, uh, lifetime achievement, lifetime award? achievement yeah. awards, and and she was uh, they they told her no because like they or her husband. her her family said don't because don't don't honor or. She did receive the award, right? But they didn't bring her to the ceremony because she had like Alzheimer's, and, yeah, and that they was were, like, like running in the eighties, though. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought that might have been in the sixties. No, yeah, she she just like just stopped writing, and she and she was honored as one of the like the pillars of the sci-fi. Yeah, I mean, she's like a creator, um, yeah, which and, is so freak. I mean, how amazing is that? Yeah, like, and the and and the last story in the uh, the book. Is actually like we we should read it if we do a generic science fantasy because I think he uh, it was actually co completely co written with her and her husband and you can tell mm-hmm. you can like you you can actually tell <laughs> where the authors change or the, no the style yeah. of the writing is totally different in the last story it's like this dude who's got like a blaster <laughs> and like he gets like teleported back into like fourteenth or you know, 13th century France and he meets her and there's like, you know, this, uh, again, a parallel dimension, like in all these stories, there's these parallel dimension, like these weird dimensions and shit. We'll go back to this first story, the black God's kiss. Guillermo del Toro, like captures her. She almost rips his jugular out and then he throws her in the dungeon. Then she starts. I love, I love her. Yeah. He kisses her. Well, that's the main driving force. Yeah, yeah, that's the driving force. Force. So I love how she like she's in the dungeon. She like screams for help, <laughs> and then the guards like, "Oh, there's a girl in there. I gotta save her." And then she just kills the guard. <laughs> and then, that's how easy it is. And then she's like, "Oh, I gotta go under the castle." And there's like the uh, it's basically the upside down. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is uh, Stranger Things upside down under the castle. With, like, demons and, like, weird Demogorgon shit. Like, weird shit under there. It's all, like, green and, like... I don't know. Yeah. It's just real, like... It was strange, and it was also... I think they played with it more in the second half of the story. Yeah. With the Black God Shadow. And they, you know, it, they played with the whole... Is time different here? Is yeah. time passed by different? But I think there's a joke... I don't know. I, is there a joke there? Was she, like, purposely calling out this whole, like... <laughs> saving the maiden, screaming in the tower thing and she just fucking kills those guards yeah i, you know, I, I, I that, feel like that's some straight up yeah like feminist shit that was going on this is another story where i feel like it's very similar where you can feel the pulp roots in that that second half is just so similar to the first half like it's she, like it, it's like a read it's almost an exact retelling except it takes place in the daytime in the underworld yeah. rather than in the nighttime. Yeah, it, it's it's like word for word there are like parts where she's in a tunnel and they describe it like she's stepping on slithery things yeah. you can't really see anything mm-hmm. and they do it twice and yeah. it's not it's not unsubstantial. Yeah. It, no, it's like the exact yeah, same but, thing. But but hey man, when you're getting paid like you know, a couple cents a word, and you, you yeah. know, and that's like it your fucking food works. That's <laughs> what you fuck it like. You're like, that's, well, I gotta eat. 
There was a real interesting thing too. Is um, it was like a horse or something was screaming out a woman's name. Like, in, Yo, in, in I, the, there was a lot of weird ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't fucking it, understand. Right, that. right. It was like screaming underworld. out a woman's thing, name in the underworld, right? In this like yeah. purgatory, and then she kept hearing her name, mm. "You, my murderess," you know. And so it's kind of implying that there's a bunch of men. Getting murdered by their ladies, oh. <laughs> you know. Well, no, I mean, like she murdered, or not? She didn't murder. She like killed. She's like the. She's like Conan. Like right. she's killed so many no, people. But 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 she feels guilty that she sent Guillermo yeah. down into this like purgatory. Yeah. It's the last line because of the thing is like, like, at least I gave him a clean death. You know, yeah. like took him out of the purgatory. Yeah. But there was a there was a horse. That was also it was a horse. I don't know. There, there's there's a horse that passed by that was really weird, and there's also other women's names being screamed. Oh, yeah. so other people used the black god's kiss before her. Except it was boring and it did suck. I did <laughs> oh, not like shit. Oh, Red Pill Miguel, it doesn't like I the woman I writer. I didn't Pill Miguel strikes again. <laughs> I did. I so I, I like the first story, Black uh, Black God's Kiss, yeah. more than I like Black God's Shadow. Because Blackout Shadow was the same fucking story. No, but, but he, she she goes into hell. Yeah, it's, except it's daytime. Oh, yeah. oh okay. <laughs> yeah. Here's one thing that I'll say that feels like an evolution of the genre. It's like she took Conan, she made Conan a woman. She there's more stakes on the line. So Conan, is, it's it's a survival. It's like okay, we have to just get to the next thing. We got to defeat the next thing. Here is like. Every sing- most of the stories, including Black God's Kiss that she wrote, you wonder like, is is she going to be redeemed? Is she going to lose her soul? Like, yeah. there there is there's more on the line. Like, there it's it's not just like, oh, I got to go kill this thing. It's like, what does it mean to kill this? Like, what does it yeah. mean to to use the Black God's Kiss to go? You know, take the kiss from the Black God and then go up and and kiss Guillermo. Yeah. And damn him to this awful existence. So I I think it's so it's cool. It's the evolution of the, the of the storytelling. Yeah, I feel. She, I think she has some. I she has some guilt, but there's also a degree of selfishness here. She does have to hear him scream all night. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. Uh, it's not only delivering him to a clean death. It's uh, you know quieting out the neighbors. The, yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, that's the great. The, the the more immediate thing, like, for a writer is, like, you always want to have these immediate pressures, yeah. like, on a, on a character. And so, like, but, but there's both. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there, is she damning her soul? Like, that's yeah. the fucking story. Yeah. That's, those are the stakes. Yeah. There's never a stake like that in Conan where you feel like, has, has Conan damned himself? Like, oh, you don't no. give a fuck. If right. Conan, like, it's Conan damned himself, like, yeah. He's killed. He's slaughtered innocent people. You know, and he that. doesn't even think on yeah, it. He yeah, he just yeah, yeah, it's fucking automatic. I think honestly, I'm just not smart enough for this story. It's the problem I have with her or this story because I haven't read anything else. Yeah, she's you don't do. Things. You don't like this girl. No, <laughs> no, no. This, I liked the woman. first story. Just the second story was really. I think she didn't take her husband's last name. <laughs> I think, <laughs> and that's her, <laughs> that's her problem, and that's her husband's problem for allowing it. She didn't moving on. What am I saying? Can you edit this out, Zach? <laughs> no, it's just going to be one long, like, if people are going to have to listen yeah. to that. <laughs> uh, is the, one of the problems I have with her is the kind of the same problem I have with H.P. Lovecraft. Everything is 
ethereal. Everything is the horror that w- that can't be spoken of, the the uh, the monster that can't be described. It's like, bitch, try describing it. <laughs> I literally wrote that as a note. What if you're talking about uh, in the last episode? Uh, the part of the job is uh, for the writer is you know is to describe it, or it's lazy, right? Like. Yeah. Lazy writing. That's fucking lazy writing to say the horror that's beyond this description. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Tell me. No, I'm reading this. I 100 percent agree. Yeah. I, I'm I'm absolutely. And with that, you that's there. all that yeah. second story. That's all that uh, Black God Shadow was. Her going from undescribable um, well, yeah, issue she, to the next undescribable. She's issue. going down. She can't see anything on that path. And there's like slithery things, but you you really want a visual, yeah. and the, and and it's. It is definitely missing that uh, visual Im- imagery quality mm-hmm. that that uh, Robert E. Howard stuff has. Yeah, uh, I felt her writing stylistically, besides those obvious yeah. points, she had great. I mean, her sentence structure was great. It was like almost like beautifully written. Kind yeah, of shit. yeah. I I mean, I enjoyed the story. I did think that they were just mirror stories where okay, I have to return and save his soul. Yeah, know. but. I do think part of the description of the enemy was also her internal, her inter- the internalization like of her, her problem. Yeah, it looked like her, but she also internalized her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But she also internalized her problem in a way that's like that's a giant leap from Conan. You know? Yeah, it's a yeah. huge leap from Conan. There's no introspection in Conan. Yeah, there's no yeah. introspection. It's, it's all this, immediate. But this this whole battle is an introspective battle in a lot of ways. You know, the the the, the, the demon took on her form or whatever it was. Um. Yeah, I mean, overall, I, I, I fucking dug it. I Like I said, I read the whole... I read every story that she wrote, and they're all... They're all very similar. Okay, but, like, one of the issues I had with it is the first story, she fucking... The only thing that was driving her was her hatred for Guillermo yeah. del Toro. And then she's like, oh, she realizes at the end of the, the, the first story, or, you know, like I was kiss, oh, I actually love them. And then the second, yeah, that was and this, weird. And then the second one was how much she loved him. Okay, well, well, hold on, because how much is that is Farnsworth? How much is that her husband fucking editing for a male? Like, who's the audience for weird tales? That's what I was saying. It couldn't pass the Bechdel test because, well, okay, so, so uh, some of her other stories definitely do because the bad guys are they're evil sorceresses yeah, yeah. and. She fucking confronts them and kills them. Okay. You know, so That's some cool. of them do. I, I definitely want to read well, some like of that. One of them. Maybe. Well, what I was going to say, it, it wouldn't pass the Bechtel test. But then when you think about it, like when Sword and Sorcery, you know, Prince Charming or whatever the fuck, his, all his, what he's leading up to is trying to save the princess. So it's kind of like Cash Swing. I, I didn't have so much of a problem with that. But, but her just turning on a dime of like, he hates, she hates this guy and all of a sudden she loves him. It did feel like now that you guys are saying it, she just needed a, to, a, another story to sell. The, like, well, she's that's like, exactly hey, what it was. You guys eat. bought this story. How about yeah. the exact opposite? But it's still the same, you know? Like, yeah. But see, I, I saw that she kind of turned a little bit, but it also kind of put me in this place. Like, after she's confronted with what she did, she hears, after all, she does hear him screaming, my murder is my murder. She's like kind of out of the spell of this revenge and hatred. And I don't recall reading this so much love as more of like, well, he did just try it's, to, to literally. It, it gets yeah. it gets weird. It, it is weird. There, the way it's written is a little yeah. bit weird. Yeah. I, I'm I'm really triggered here, guys. This I'm reading. Quote: She could never have described what she saw. 
Okay. All right, all right. Uh, so I guess that I mean I it gets a it gets a thumbs up from me. I, I think I mean I think it's essential. Re- I mean it's, I think it's essential reading for sword and sorcery because historical facts. So a woman writer, yeah, and in a very much a man's cool. world Genre, there, yeah, in the thirties. And regardless of the flaws of the narrative and the flaws of the character or whatever, it's still. Uh, strong female character fucking killing, wait, killing her wait, oppressors. <laughs> wait a second. Strong female character, Star Wars. Gal <laughs> doesn't like it. Either. Oh, my God. Uh, Red Red if you recall, in episode one, I'm the one who liked Shirley Moore. And you guys were all about uh, poor. Shirley Moore. I think if you actually really liked it, you remember her name, Shirley, Shirley Jackson. Jackson. Sorry, sorry, Shirley Jackson. Um, you know, I'm going to go pour this out for Robert E. Howard, and probably right. going to wash this in the faucet. Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, give this a, give this a little pause. So, folks, that's Jarell Jari. We just took a little break and eat more gushers. We poured one out for our dead homie Robert E. Howard, who who uh, I mean, he's gone too soon. He would probably love that meme. Welcome to the Gushers Podcast. Yep. You can find them on Target. <laughs> Yo, this no, Amazon.com is what I you feel need. like each Gushers, or maybe it's because I've been drinking, but each one tastes, like some taste old, some taste newer. They, they're let's, different colors. All right. let, let, let's, let's get another Off With Your Head one. Off With Your Head, all right. Mm-hmm. Now, off With Your Red. Off With Your Red by Rabbit Hole Brewing. That's actually really good. That's probably one of my favorite beers that we've had on the show so far. All right, so we were just um, lamenting the fact that we ruined a good segue because here uh, Andrew was talking about how beautiful and how the great how great the sentence structure was of uh, CL Moore and uh, how much we fucking hate the sum of the sentence structure in Ill Met. In uh, in Lankmar. Well, for, first I'd like to just do a, a little brief synopsis. This is Fritz Leiber. He the reason I chose this is because he wrote this in the fifties. So it's you know we got thirties, forties. Now we're going to fifties. Um, every fucking person I know that loves genre, loves the genre sword and sorcery loves Il Matt and Lankmar. Both my buddies Daniel named Daniel uh, love it. Daniel. Shalu and Daniel J. Davis. I have to big thanks to Daniel J. Davis who helped me on this list. Sorry, buddy, didn't care for this story. So this uh, Ilmet and Linkmar won a fucking Nebula, which is a science fiction award made by science fiction writers. That's not like a fan award. That's like writers saying this is the best story. This is the best novella of the year in the fifties. And then he, and then Fritz Leiber actually technically um, invented the term sword and sorcery. So you colored my reading initially of this. <laughs> You're like the sentence structure. I think I was reading. Oh, what, you read some. What's the favorite? Your favorite duo in history? Yeah, you do that thing on Facebook. Batman and Robin. And, and someone wrote the Gray Mouser and Fafford. Oh man. And and then you wrote, oh my god, the sentences. Why does he write that way? And so in, uh, naturally, I'm just. Set up. Look at the sentences. I'm set up to hate it, and I ended up not hating it, like, at all. 
Okay, do I I placeboed you a little bit? Yeah. Well, here's but the then thing. you got unplaceboed by liking it. Yeah, I, I, and I think wait, the sentence structure. Yeah, it does become it's, a little laborious as a reader to read. But once you realize that it's a these guys are like having conversations <laughs> about their gushers here. <laughs> I, I, I he opened a pack and it was all red. Yeah, but they're all the same color in every pack. Open. No. No, they're not. Look what? at that. This is the second one I've gotten like this. Give <laughs> fuck. I swear to God. Well, they're red, and they look like pills. <laughs> red pills go. Yeah, you know, the beer goes in your mouth, Chabby. <laughs> Chabby's got a drinking problem. <laughs> that was a reference. So th- this story kind of reminded me of a, like kind of a little bit of Assassin's Creed, it felt like. Yeah. This reminded me. Assassin's Creed. Okay, so here's one thing: the sentence structure, the writing style. If you if you're brand new to it, it can be a little laborious and kind of like, oh god, why do you write like fucking eight sentences into one comma riddled sentence? Sure, but then you realize that the two main characters are drunkards, you know, and there's a lot of humor in the story. I think it, it actually is, serves. Is it funny though? There are parts that are actually funny, dude. There are parts that are actually funny, and, 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 and I think the sentences <laughs> serve. Serve. The, You're a hater. You're a hater. I, I think it's to serve this drunken, this, this, is beer. this, this, this is drunken beer. philosophizing kind of thing. I don't know. It's, it's like the drunken master. Where all of a sudden you're great at something because you're drunk. I really... This is one of my favorite stories. Are you serious? And I'm fucking serious. I'm not a professional writer. I don't care about sentence structure. If I fucking like it, I liked it. All right, well, I, I, maybe it's me, and I, I, look, I tried reading three of these fucking stories, and I really the had little monster myself. stories? Gray Mouser, Gray Mouser and, uh, the fucking Fawfer. I looked at you, I, I think of you as Lil Mouser, so. <laughs> I am Lil Mouser. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I actually really liked it, and this is probably, like, Elric, which we'll talk about later. I will probably go back to, I'll probably come back to this guy's story, because I thought it was well written, there's some stakes, and you know what? It is kind of devastating at the end. Oh my god! Like I, I feel like this one had the most emotional impact. It was the most down to earth. I I connected with these characters. It was hard to start in the beginning because I don't know what the fuck was happening in the beginning. Right, but, but once you get immersed into that world, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. But the, the the first thing that tipped me off to where maybe it's trying to be funny is like the streets. Like oh that's dirty street. Oh that's oh, horse street. horse street. Yeah, yeah I was like what the street. fuck? Yeah, I was like you know what? I don't think he's trying to be serious here. I think he's trying to get a giggle. <laughs> you <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> So tell us what you hate. Well, no. So one of the stories I liked, or one of the sentences I like, we're talking about, um, is it Farford? Farford. Farford. And his girl, Vlana. (laughs) And how he kind of like, she was a princess or ex-princess and he saved her. Yeah. Right? Whatever. From her husband. uh, From her. Some uh, generic bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. From her father. It was just some generic bullshit and and (laughs) some more generic bullshit. (laughs) You're calling this story out for generic bullshit? (laughs) Dude, no (laughs) way. Like, come on. Here's the thing is, like, you can't call Robert E. Howard shit generic because he fucking invented it. Totally. Totally. So what? All right. So (laughs) we we have to kind of explain it. So this is the story of the two. The little Mauser, Grey Mauser, Mauser. and the fucking Conan character meeting. For the first time, and it's just they're, they're like had hits out on them, and then they fucking destroy the people who tried to hit them, and then they're like, oh, "I'm gonna go check out the thieves guild," and it's just like, well, they're like kindred what spirits. The they find other kindred spirits. Yeah, it's like when you and I met, dude. That's pretty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so this is a sentence I want to read. Despite his shrewdness and cynicism, it never occurred to the mouser that it was chiefly his charming 
but preposterous coddling of Ivrian that was making her doll-like. <laughs> and I think that was pretty that's good. Crazy. And you know um, what? I'm like, you got to stop putting the pe- the pussy on the pedestal. That's that's his problem. He's putting God, the pussy on the pedestal. Red pill. Red pill. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. Is it, no, no, no. You're wrong about that because he's not putting a pussy on the pedestal. He, what, what he's doing is he's actually devaluing her by by turning her into a doll. He's he's neg- neglecting that she's a person. Mm-hmm. So. He's not. He's doing the opposite of putting a pussy in the pedestal. He's putting a <laughs> pussy on a trough. <laughs> Got to get that dirty trough pussy. <laughs> Thanks for uh, listening. All to our I, female yeah, listeners. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, we probably definitely have more female listeners than we have anyone else because it's all of our wives and our wives' moms. <laughs> Angry letters from our wives' moms. <laughs> Uh, I think see. Miguel's already in the doghouse. <laughs> We're trying to send Miguel out to the dog trough. <laughs> we don't have this wide breadth of knowledge about the sword and sorcery genre. It's lighter in, in tone a lot in a lot of ways. Well, to, to the... Right, 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 right. But also, it takes the fucking cock out of the whole thing. <laughs> it's not a super macho story. It's kind of like... Yeah, no, I, I, I do like that yeah. about it. Well, Elric even... Elric is... Another ten years later, and, and yeah. does the same. Yeah, it, it, it takes the cock. It's almost like he, is that a term I'm not aware of? It takes the cock out of it. Well, no, uh, I mean, you heard her here first. You know that big that it's like less testosterone. Like okay. I think, I mean, yeah, I mean, Fritz Lieber probably had some low T. Yeah, might <laughs> might call him Uno. Might have been a soy boy. Yeah, it might have been a soy boy. Might have been a blue pill. You know, who knows? I don't know. I thought like, first of all, I thought it was funny. I wasn't sure if it was funny at first because of the sentence structure. <laughs> those first two paragraphs, by the way. The, yeah, those first... The Maybe first that's what's hard to get into. Cause yeah. those, well, the first two paragraphs... You know how many sentences are in those first two paragraphs? It's like ten. Two. No, no. There's well, no, two. I mean, but like, it should be ten. <laughs> right, it should be two. I mean, it should be ten, but there's actually two periods in the first two paragraphs. Yeah. It's and, fucking crazy. Well, and I, I like those, but just like, I mean... Just have a semicolon and just fucking yeah, break it up. Know, break, break. I, I don't mind semicolons, but he has like asides yeah. in sentence. Like he'll have an aside and not have and, and it's just so, it's super. It, it feels like who gives a shit about this aside in the sentence? Well, it's let me like, ask you this: as from a craft perspective, I know you hate that, and I know you hate his style, but I'm interested to read his stories that are not this because I feel like he's building this. Kind of like lubricated mind thing because these guys are like almost always drunk. It, it felt it, like it, yeah. it feels like a drunken philosopher talking to you. It felt like two two buddies who just got together and they're just fucking hanging out, going on fucking to, adventures and, and killing people. Yeah, <laughs> they got, I'll, I'll they got nunchuck skills. A, they got bow staff skills. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to give it a second go, but yeah, I I just felt like it, it's just so the barrier to entry is very high on. On how annoying he his style stylistically, it's just very irritating to me. I'll give you that. And, and it's it's hard to break through the barrier, but it, once you do, it's a good story. But the, but the characters feel like generic and dated, and like it's just like, all right, well, we're gonna go to the thieves guild, and then we're gonna do this thing. And I get it. It's like I I fucking read like adventure stories before. I fucking read, and do, there have been better adventure stories. Thirty years before, before? okay, you know, and and I just I don't know. To me, I I'm inspired by Conan. I'm inspired by almost 
everything Robert E. Howard writes, even his shittier stories that have boring like parts where it's like, all right, well now we got to kill a spider. Now we got oh well, the spider killed this dude. Uh, like even they, those stories have like the spark. Like there's like something there that's like really cool. They'll have like beautiful imagery or beautiful. It's like I don't feel any beautiful imagery well, in this I, complex as fuck. I think annoying. you're re- I think you're not appreciating it for what it is. It's a it's a it's a humor story. It's supposed to be humorous. And there's, there's a part that's actually like, it's like a, it could have came out of a Mel Brooks movie where, uh, I forget which one it was, the mouser or, or Fafford, but, or Fafar, what's his name? I don't know. Anyways, he's like pretending he only has one leg, right? Mm-hmm. And he's running away and the mouser is saying, hey, you can, you, your leg works now. The jig is up. Yeah. Like they're trying to kill us. Like, I feel like that's like a slapstick kind of funny. Yeah, I feel like. Fourteen years no, old, like no, Conan is the fourteen-year-old's wet dream. He's yeah. a big guy who could beat up anybody with this, no. He's he's basically Superman, okay. like you guys said. Come on, he's writing in a genre that's so that's already so well structured and all that, and it's just like he's the writer that's self-aware about it. Dude, fuck you guys! This is my <laughs> podcast. Yeah, <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> all right, so I give it a pass, but I will. And I've tried to read like three of these stories, and they're just really hard for me to get into. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm but, gonna actually continue on with these characters. I, I'll, I'll give you the books. I'm, I'm all yeah. in. I'm I going. Would love to. I'm putting two more inches in. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like the whole thing, <laughs> huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you better watch that, dude. It sounds like you're getting your torso, <laughs> man. I started, I started at zero, and I went two inches. Yeah, yeah. now it's like, oh, full thrust. <laughs> 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 All right, yeah, I mean, yeah, the humor is just okay. It's just so cumbersome. Uh, to it's me, but... okay. It, it's the humor. Wait, what you said it was written in the fifties. Wait, I'm, I'm, no, it's hilarious <laughs> for the fifties. We, we didn't even talk about the ending. The, the ending, ending is, is devastating. Do yeah. we just bond, dude? Cheers. Uh, y'all, are y'all? Hey, on, Zach, Gay yeah, Mouser, like, and fuck you, dude. <laughs> Fatford and Gay Mouser. <laughs> <laughs> he called me Fatford, dude. <laughs> I'm going to, like, uh... I'm yeah, that's that's a really red pill disc, dude. Are you, are you body shaming me right now? <laughs> I want to join the beach, too. I'm against Zach. This is a very toxic work environment for me. He called me fat. <laughs> it's so toxic. I don't even get paid to be on this fucking show, dude. <laughs> No, but it, the, the ending is devastating. You don't you don't see it coming. I did not see it coming. Uh, maybe I'm not the smartest reader, but in, in these sort of sword and sorcery stories, you don't see this kind of devastating ending. I so I knew it was coming because because they're the prequel, right? Yeah, they're adventures. Okay, but here's the other thing too. This, this also adds to the whole like we're you know I'm a man alone in the world. Kind of thing. Yeah, it yeah, sets yeah, them yeah. up to be. Well, like, that, that's how I knew. Right. It's like it has to go. They can't just fucking go marry because this is like how they met, and then now they're gonna be best friends. Yeah. So it's like these dudes, yo, these chicks gotta go. Yeah. This is gonna be a sausage fest. Yeah, chorizo fest. But uh, all right. Well, that's Ill Matt and Lankmar. We got a we got a couple more. Um, we're gonna skip like fifty years. And uh, hop on to Rat Queens. I wasn't in the Rat Queens. Oh, I love Rat Queens. Explain. Okay, so. It, it, it's basically, you might be a little bit better to explain it. I, I would just reread the first issue. Curtis um, Weeb or Weeb. 
Um, W-I-E-D. I will do a, a PA on this, though. Rat Queens, don't buy it. See if you can go to... Library. library or get yeah. or download it illegally or whatever because don't download it illegally go to the library go to hoopla <laughs> if you have a library card you're likely connected to a hoopla which you can make an, a, a hoopla account and you can get it for 21 days and so, it'll take 21 minutes to read one through five yeah it's pretty quick um but the um the artist who i i mean i actually do have to say like his art is amazing. It's really good. Rock Up Church. Yeah, Rock Up Church. He uh, he had a domestic disturbance. Uh, domestic cheek. He abuse. caught. He caught a charge. He caught a yeah, yeah. He what happened? He, he, caught, he caught a case. He, he beat his wife. Yeah. And like, it's actually kind of disturbing to go back on those first issues because I was reading the. I read the first volume when it came out, mm. and there's like yeah. there's like pinup of one of the main characters, and she's all like bruised and bloody. Mm. And it's just like, oh, like, well, so, let me ask you, how so, weird about okay, well, that. Were, like, were any women involved in the creation of this? No. Yeah, and I and it read that the, way. The first volume. Okay, the for, first, yeah, which first is what we read for this. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because it read that way. Yeah. I mean, it kind of read like, oh, what do you... Dude, this is what gurus want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was like, it was like every joke. I mean, it was, it, was, it read like a guy... Uh, what do you, what do you th- hey, so, hey. so hold on, hold on. Guys talk about boners and blowjobs. So let's just like transpose that into like a, a sex in the city that <laughs> kicks ass. <laughs> it was a patron. I, I mean, it's titled Volume One: Sass and Sorcery. Yeah. No, I mean, come on. Like, come on. My my sister likes it. And oh no, that's fine. Oh, no. you got a sister? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Look. How old is she? God damn it! I, I'm not judging anyone who likes it or not. I mean, I'm just How saying. I'm just saying that I think the, the the first volume when I read, you could tell a bunch of dudes wrote it. Okay, and it it does it does feel a little bit like it is sword and sorcery, but it's almost like a step in the D and D direction, and it's kind of right. Like, I felt more. It, it feels like a like a uh, and I'm not. I've never played D and D, and I haven't gotten that. I mean, I love board games. I love board games. Uh, well, D and is not a board game, dude. Dude, D and D is a way of life. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's just back up a second. Rat Queens. We're talking about Volume One, written by Curtis J. Weeb, and um, art is by Rock Up Church, and released through Image. Yeah. Right. So, uh, sword and sorcery, a little bit uh, adventure or high D type shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I love. Yeah. I mean, I read it when it came out. It's awesome. It sucked about the artist, you know, and then they they got in there and they they eventually. I think right now they have a female artist. Well, you know? they had a female artist, and then they dropped and then her. They, and it went... might have gone back to Upchurch. I'm not sure. I think yeah. they actually might have. Yeah, I, I don't know. There but was it's a controversy a, there. But it's about this uh, where where there's, where there's a bunch factions. of different yeah. factions, right? You know, and they're one faction, and they're called the the Rat Queens, and there's other factions stuff like that. And in this particular volume. They cause some ruckus. They're in um, a, ba- a brawl, a bar brawl, a brawl, right? And they have to, and so they're arrested by kind of like the constable court sort of thing. Yeah. And in order to make things right, they um, all these factions have to do some some tasks. And in the process of making these tasks, there there a lot of them are killed. So there, it's a setup. Right. Yeah, so you're just kind of trying to find out who, what the set. So almost, almost like a who who done it yeah, mixed exactly. with like sword and sword. It's but classic. Like. I, I I enjoyed it because it wasn't just. It was very like you you see him at home, 
eating cereal or whatever the fuck, you know, they're in it's their pajamas. Fun. It's a lot of fun. He's over here rolling his eyes. Andrew did Dude, not appreciate it. Are you me on Ilmar? Are you Il-Man? red-pilling it right now? What? Are you red-pilling it? I'm red-pilling it. Dude, you guys are red-pilling it. <laughs> you guys are the white <laughs> eater. We're like digging <laughs> You're digging Okay. I mean, they're sexually advanced. Like, they're, they're, they're free. Oh, yeah. Dude, no, no. I totally. Okay, cool. It's great. Dude, chicks are awesome. No, it's, 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 no it's, it's, it's great to see women portrayed as human beings in art. Can That's I say, true. Can I say one more thing? Go r- for r- it. Real quick. They're not dressed uh, in, like... There's, there's no boob window like Power Woman. You know, they're dressed appropriately, they're like for adventure. Kind of. They're dressed they're pretty. They're the clothes are tight. Yes, they're tight. But they're not showing any skin. Like, honestly. Dude. If there was skin, I would have. Get out I your fucking phone, dude. Get out I'm your saying. phone right now. I'm looking at it right now. I'm sure people have jerked to this stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it, there's nothing wrong with that either, guys. Okay, sure. That's one picture. Go on, dude. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, there's See, one where I, she's she's hella thick, and I'm like, I'm down. Okay, exactly. <laughs> Dude, okay. Uh, okay, regardless, go ahead, go ahead. So I just think that these were... It's good to see women portrayed uh, as human beings, which is the way they should be portrayed in all art. But it seems like all these guys did to hear how women speak... Is watch Sex in the City, like every conversation between the women. But girls like Sex in the City, <laughs> dude. Right? I mean, women I mean, like yeah, Sex in the City. Yeah, yeah, every right. conversation between the characters is like, it was like this really lame one-liner. I go, okay, the jokes were edgier than, than Ill Met for sure. They were edgier, <laughs> but they were still shitty jokes. Like they're like these one-liners, like, oh, I, I can't even remember, but it was just terrible. It was like, so you're like, what you liked about Ill Met is like, I like it when buddies get drunk, <laughs> <laughs> and then in this. No, 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 I don't like it when women get drunk. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Is it? If it, it read like a such a fat far far like that, okay? <laughs> are you defensive of that far far? No, no, no. I know fat I'm not far. talking about it. I could say it because I'm okay. Fat. But but the but the difference is it almost okay. Th- this is like a, a spin on the sword and sorcery genre. Like oh yeah, dude, I'm totally fine. The, the the women getting drunk and and talking about sex that's fine. Except it's packaged in such a superficial way. The, to me, like the way they talk to each other is not. It just seems almost like pandering. Huh. I find it. I don't know. I, I thought it was pretty natural. It seemed natural to me, man. Okay. It seemed like it seemed just like a imagine, bunch of chicks who were okay. like down, like they were just cool with each yeah, other. Yeah, but uh, uh, <laughs> uh, imagine, imagine this being acted out. Fuck, right? Okay, imagine it being acted out. It would seem unnatural and it would seem pretty lame. Yo, but is it acted out? No, it's, it's a comic not. book. Right. It's... Next podcast, join us while we act out Requiem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would actually be pretty fun. Yeah. Okay, look, and, and, but here's the thing: look, a lot of kids will be reading it, and that's great because it, w- women should be portrayed as human beings and fucking badass, yeah. like sword and yeah, sorcery, and totally sorceress and fucking. Totally. Like, I would like to point out, though, no women were involved in the creation of this. I'd like this to point out the women no... that were involved were beaten. In... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'd like to point out that there's no women involved in this conversation either. Right, that's true. Well, <laughs> you don't know how I define myself. <laughs> Dude, I'm a her on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, you are. Which is really annoying. <laughs> By the way, this is, so, <laughs> this is so fitting. I just opened up a gushers all red. A red... <laughs> so... That's right, Queens. Let's move on to Autumn Lands. Uh, Wait, one. Are we passing or, or, or going for, for, for Rat Queens? Okay, so I, I'll go ahead and um, if, recommend. If, right? if you can give it, if you can get it for free, that first volume, I'm sure the second volume is great. Or yeah. Just just look and just make sure that um, 
that uh, the artist isn't Rock Up Church or whatever his so, name is. Well, I'm gonna give it a neutral. Neutral. No. Okay. I mean, I, if yo, yo, he's eating his he's eating his words right no, now. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a neutral for for what it represents in popular culture. And particularly in the very red pill. Uh, <laughs> Are you trying to say this is what we need right now? Yeah. It, it, it's it's a, it's a neutral. So, yeah, if you get it for free, get it. But yeah. if you can't get it for free, don't spend 10 bucks on it like I did. <laughs> so, Autumn Lands, Tooth and Claw. Yeah, let's talk about Tooth and Claw. Miguel, do you or, or who read it most recently? You wanna... I, I, I read the I mean, the first volume is yeah. Tooth and Claw. Yeah. I read it a week ago. Yeah. What do you feel? What are, uh, what, just give us a little synopsis. Okay, so there's a floating city, yeah. and there's traders. I mean, traders, T-R-A-D-E-R-S, and they yeah. trade with the people who are not in the floating city, on, yeah. the, on, the, on the ground, and they're exploiting them. Well, the magic runs out one day. Dude, the upper class and yeah. the lower class. Yeah, yeah. so, so, so the, uh, literally the upper deck crashes into the lower deck. Uh, because the magic runs out, and now they're on equal level with these bison men, you know. And all the people in the in the city are, are all like, you know, humanized. You know, they're like animals. Yeah, animal and uh, anthropomorphized. Anthropomorphized. Yeah, I'm glad you could. Finish dog that dog character is the main character. Yeah, and they're looking for the savior. The savior of the warrior is um, is a human being that they summoned. Well, it turns out this human being that they summoned. Fell into some kind of wormhole. Is it a time wormhole or is it a place wormhole? We don't know. Yeah. But he has no fucking clue either what he's doing. He's, he's just... like total sci-fi Conan. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's kind of the crux of it. Is basically the, the 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 upper the upper class crashes into the lower class, and now shit has gone bad. Yeah, and they kind of got to hold it off. They got to yeah. hold off the bison men who look cool. Right. It, but, <laughs> but, but but the other thing about it too is that there's now there's this. Fracturing of the society, power dynamics within yeah. the society, and and so I gotta say, I was reading the first volume, and I was like, okay, this is good, this is good. The art in it is fantastic. Yeah, I love and the especially art. the first page, because you know the first page kind of has this. Uh, it's a, it's a sen- full, full. Right, they have like this little story, like a couple paragraphs, yeah, and yeah. it's like this beautiful artwork, and I just. And I was kind of mes- mesmerized play, by it. splash page. Yeah, it's got a lot of splash pages. Yeah, and. Uh, but you know, I, so I finished the first the first volume. And I was like, I'm probably gonna read the second volume. I downloaded the second volume on Hoopla, the library app. Oh, nice! And I did not care to, to Down, go on. Like it, it, it downhill. Yeah, it, no, 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 no. It just didn't intrigue. It was like I read like the first couple pages. Like you know what? I really don't give a fuck about the story. Yeah, and like, that was it. Like, the guy gets swept in the river, and now who gives a fuck? Yeah, I just did, I just did not give a shit. <laughs> right. But you know, it was like it was a it was a decent yarn. Yeah, yeah. Wild so, lasted. Yeah. So um, the Autumn Lands or Tooth and Claw? I think it came out originally as Tooth and Claw, but then they, then it uh, there was a trademark issue because it was already a Tooth and Claw comic, so they had to rename it Autumn oh, Lands. Okay, okay. I was uh, wondering why. Author Ben Dewey, uh, I believe, and Kurt and Kurt Busiek is the, the um, artist. And then Jordi Belair is the colors. The art is what drew me to this story. Yeah. It, it is amazing. The, the artwork is ridiculous. And even, the story is cool, too. And even frame by frame, like, the art doesn't really... I mean, it dips off a little bit from <laughs> the splash pages. Yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, it's not this huge drop-off, which is so normal. Because, I mean, they're on time constraints, basically, mm-hmm. the artwork. You want to say anything about Autumnlands? Autumnlands. Yeah, All right. I will say that um, this is a soft pass for me. Um... I read a lot of comics. This was just all right. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, it's 
um, some of the power dyma- dynamics after they crash are interesting. There's like the owl dude. He's a total douche. There's nothing redeeming about him. And then there's like, oh, there's the boar. Bison. The, the boar girl. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. She's cool. I always call her hog lady. Ho- hog lady. Cartoon and then like, uh, there's like, there's this character that's like a giraffe woman that never says anything. I'm like, I want to, like, what's she all about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's the spinoff she, she, comic. She, yeah, like, she's just like in the art. She never has any dialogue. I'm like, but she's always like, she always looks like she's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna help out. Oh yeah, I got like this really long neck. Like I, like, because at one point she gets like trapped inside of something. And I'm like, could the really long neck giraffe lady like help out? She's like imprisoned and there's like a little hole in the sea. I I don't know. I was like, I was like trying to figure out. But but anyways, it's a soft pass. Like I, I enjoyed it. Like you. I'm not going to read. I'm yeah. not going to go on. I wasn't you know? interested in, to go on. The I, other thing that irritates me a lot of times in stories is like, oh, kid lost his shitty dad and doesn't know anything. It's oh, <laughs> <a fuck laughs> like, you. Yeah. okay, puppy. You know? Yeah. Time to be, become a dog now, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. I would recommend it just for the first vibe. It's interesting. I liked it. But one one thing I just want to say real quick, one of the things that's detrimental, not detrimental, but you can tell this isn't a great comic book is if these characters weren't animals and if they were just humans, it would just, I would be a hard pass. It's it's not interesting. The only reason for me that's interesting the is it's yeah. the art. I, I, I will put a caveat to my rating is that if you are a super fantasy fan, there's actually not a whole lot of fantasy like just straight fantasy comics mm-hmm. out there so if you're looking for a fantasy comic go to monstrous fuck it go to saga i mean that's science fantasy you know if you've gone through all that stuff mm-hmm. then try this out yeah because it's solid it's just like but if you're a huge <clears throat> comic fan and you you read all kinds of comics and you like horror you like fantasy you like sci-fi yeah. Yeah. So here's the interesting thing: is like it's solid, but there's like nothing exciting about it. Yeah. And so that this is an interesting thing because I, I I liked intellectually Autumn Lands more, but I would rather read Rat Queen. Yeah, because it's so yeah. easy and it's quick, and you can pick up. Yeah. Like, you don't feel like you're missing anything if you go to number yeah. two, right? You know, it's just. Autumn Lands, you have to know everything. Yeah, same shit with Conan. Conan, like, if you miss an issue, dude, like, yo, that dude's dead now. Yeah. Like, just go, <laughs> yeah. who gives a fuck about yeah. that guy? Like, you don't even know how yeah. he died. Just go to the next issue, yeah. dog. Like, all right, and then we got one more, which is, um, not, oh, yeah. Not the most modern. Well, before Elric. The Witcher. Oh, shit, The Witcher. The Witcher, okay. Oh, well, shit. Wait. Yeah, for The Witcher, we're doing the Carbog. It's part of their fun series. Oi, Witcher! This is this is a barley wine, which we're probably going to throw out as well. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but it's Carbox Limited Edition, number 16, Nigel. It's part of their fun series. It's a barley wine, aged in oak barrels. So. All right, so I'm not sure. I've never had barley wine. Have you played the video game The Witcher, Miguel? No, I saw his, I saw Zach playing it a little Rander? bit. Oh yeah, I played Witcher three. I got oh. stuck though. What the? F- I got damn stuck because here's God the thing. Damn it! So he, he, here's what happened. There was a quest that I kind of went on too early. Thanks, bud. Too I early for you. my character stats. <laughs> you got <laughs> fucked, and and he ended up I couldn't I couldn't like backtrack out. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like oh shit, I got fucked. Yo, that game warns you. 
I doubt. It literally says you're about to go in an area where you can't like backtrack yeah. out. It, do you want? I thought I thought I was I thought I was in a good place. All right, so let's uh, let's let's toast this barley wine, right. guys. I, I really Cheers, really guys. want to dig into uh, The Witcher because one, it could be my favorite game of all time. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Not not to brag or anything, but I beat the whole game on Death March, <laughs> uh, and it took me forever. And I'm like, your weenus is showing, dude. It's it's a fucking phenomenal game. The game is great, and the scope of the game is awesome. Yeah, it's it's open world, and it has a really just... It, the, the game is actually not sword and sorcery. There are a few quests that are sword and sorcery, mostly, like, go kill this demon. And if you, like, read the, the little journal entries and shit, and, like, listen to actually, like, what the characters say, the, the side quests tend to be sword and sorcery. The game... Uh, the, the the narrative of the main campaign is actually grimdark, mm. and we'll, we'll get into this. But um, some of the side quests and some of the the, the normal stuff, or like the, not the normal stuff, but like the little when you're exploring, you like come across something. It is very feels very sword and sorcery. It feels yeah. feels like Elric in some regards. Like I mean, the main fucking character has white hair. Yeah. He has red eyes. He's called fucking uh, the Wolf, White Wolf, which is Elric's nickname is the White Wolf, and the author of the The Witcher has never. He's like, he's like, no, I never read that. It's like, <laughs> dude, your main character is called the White Wolf. He has white hair. He's got like, he's got yellow eyes like Jorel Jory. He's got white hair like Elric. This is just like a hodgepodge of like earlier sword and sorcery characters. And you're trying to say, oh no, I just made the, it's just all me. It's like, come on, dude. But like, I love the game. Really love the game. I played the second one. Never played the first one. And then really loved the, the third one. And then the, the the book, the first book's called The Last Wish, and it's it's a fix up, just like. All these other books where it's kind – it's not really a novel. It's just a collection of short stories that um, this um, – I'm not even going to try to pronounce this author's name. Andre. Andre. In, yeah. in, in the particular story that we read, there wasn't very much action except at the end, right? In this story? Yeah. yeah at the but, end. Yeah, but okay. I, I guess I might be thinking about uh, some, story, of, yeah. some of the other stories okay, okay. throughout this whole thing. And But the action was good in the story. Yeah. But the other thing yeah. is like Geralt – He's such a good listener. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and the, char- and he, the character is interesting because he's like laying it out. And he's yeah. also a little introspective. <laughs> like, you know, maybe I didn't do, but look at me, I'm ugly. You know, he's got, he's, yeah, it's a, it's, they're, they're great characters. He, he yeah. would make a great cop because he just let the guy confess. Well, yeah. well that, that's the thing is, Geralt is the Sherlock of monsters. So he knows, he knows fucking everything about monsters. And that's like, one of those things that I like got inspired about, you know, my yeah. spellslinger thing is like, you know, the, this dude that knows like everything about monsters, you know, he like, I don't know, it's it's cool, like yeah. he, it's it's like this different take on like a Sherlock type thing, yeah. like he he's this hunter, but then he's got this kind of heart too, even though he's not supposed. To. That's cool. The fucking the fights are cool the flashiness of it all like the style is it's so cool like You're fanboying I just, right now I'm, yeah I'm just, no it, but it, a little fanboy i mean reading the story like i'm i actually looked up like the box set on amazon because i'm like thinking about getting it 
but also I want to reload the game and like yeah you know that <clears throat> so I've I've uh, I've read all the books and first and the second book are short stories yeah uh, like fix up short stories Which is fine yeah, the, yeah they're the best yeah. prop prop actually maybe the second one's not as good as this first one then. The neck, like then, it's a series of grimdark. It just goes uh, like straight into grimdark territory, and I'm actually still currently reading the last book. I like, and it's the same thing where there's like multiple universes. Uh, Siri is like teleporting between universes. I just thought, I don't know, like I stopped giving a fuck, like. It, well, it's a lot to read. Though. It's it a like lot to read. Series. Yeah, I've, I've read like seven books in the series, and like I feel like the third, the first and the third are really good, and then the other ones are just like he's just writing his pulp, dude. Yeah. Like writing to fucking eat, like, fucking feed yourself. I guess yeah. I don't know. the The third book is like the Fellowship, and like he like he finds this vampire that he likes. He finds like his crew, and the, and they're like, oh, we're gonna fucking go get Siri. And then the fucking third video game, they're like, we're going to go get Siri. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's cool. Definitely play the game for sure. Yeah. For what sure, do you play think the game. about the story? I, I liked it. It was short, like to the point. It was interesting. I like the kind of alternate universe, um, Beauty and the Beast. I like the ending where the Beast isn't actually the monster. He's the villain. Uh, not the villain. He's the... Uh, um, it's almost the protagonist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's a victim, really. Yeah. I won't... No. He raped that chick, so he's not a victim. But he's, he's a victim in his own in his own retelling of his narrative. right because then it's a, it's a vampire it's like a, a vampire fairy a fairy sort of thing that's yeah. kind of taking advantage of him at the end and, and then at the end of the story he uh, they kind of vanquish that little fairy vampire thing and then he becomes he thought he was this ugly pimple faced kid and he kind of turns into this. Prince Valiant yeah, sort of yeah. thing, yeah. Which, now that I think about it, it's just he a, did rape that chick and he comes out the end smelling like roses, so... Well, it's the story of... Trials uh, and tribulations, <laughs> it's, the story right? of, it's the story of puberty, dude. <laughs> All right. uh, what do you think about Nigel? I recommend it, though. Yo, not bad. Yeah, uh, it's, not, not bad. Barley it's, wine's pretty good. Barley wine's pretty good. It just tastes like beer. It yeah, tastes like beer. That meat chip uh, let's see what, uh Let's see what the ABV is on this thing. Because you guys gotta drink it up, guys. Yo, this shit's on, on the mead. It's it. I can taste a look. It's Carbox, dude. Carbox, the shit. I love that. I, I don't know what the ABV is. I'm gonna guess it's somewhere on eight or nine. That just that's supposed to be wine. They call it barley wine because it's shitty beer <laughs> and shitty wine. So they just give it a good name. <laughs> it, it's weird tasting, but it's like yeah, I like it, it. It could be like that we were that that uh, would you say Stockholm syndrome? That, yeah, like we were yeah. we were beaten, and now we're like oh. It's just so much better. Yeah, we're about to get fucked, though, guys. All right, arrogant so, bastards. So we, yeah, we we talked about uh, we talked about. Uh, I mean, this is a really good list of sword and sorcery that we talked. Yeah. about, I feel if you listen to the earlier episode, kind of the the first stuff we went over a lot of shit. Now we're probably going to go over like one of my favorites. I well, here's the thing, I. Went into this thinking, I'm not going to like sword and sorcery. I don't give a shit about this stuff. And now I'm coming out thinking, dude, where the fuck is more sword and sorcery? It was your dark. shit, dude. It was my shit. And I started with Elric, man. Elric, like, totally just, Elric changed my perspective. Because it's a weird, I'm glad I started with it first. I'm not sure how I would have thought about the whole, I, I, I'm not sure how I would have thought about everything else had I not read Elric first. Elric being the um, the weird kind of drug story, the weird... It's just everything about it was weird and, like, psychedelic. 
It was great. Fucking loved it. I'll recommend Mel Nibony. Uh, Miguel, chill, dude. <laughs> We're getting here. Arrogant bastard. You're not you worthy. You're not worthy. Arrogant bastard. Uh, who who does all, this? Eating all my fucking gushers, talking shit to me. Yeah, I'm not talking. Eating all the gushers. Well, who, who does this? Who, who is this? Is this Stone? I, I don't know who this is. Yeah, I think you're right. Is this Stone? Everyone knows arrogant bastards. The demon douchebag beer. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's always usually super hoppy. Those arrogant bastards. Why did we choose arrogant bastards? Because uh, there were a bunch of arrogant bastards. Because Conan and, and all <laughs> these bitches all are like fucking arrogant bastards. Guys, we drink a lot of beer in this show. <laughs> I know, we we drink of, a lot of beer and we, we read a lot of fucking books. Yeah. yeah. We deserve it, dude. Hey, what is this show called? <laughs> books and Beer. <laughs> we are drinking arrogant bastard um, ale. Yeah, Why are we drinking that? Because... because um. The brother? The cousin? Who is it? What's his name again? Oh, the cousin. What's his name? Y. Oh, yeah, it starts with Y. Egret. Yeah, what? (laughs) That's a bird. (laughs) Egret. It starts with a Y. Wykenar. I don't remember his name. But, anyways, he's an arrogant bastard. And kind of so are all the metal Nibonians. You know what? Every fucking oh, this is sword be sorcery fun. character is uh, from Milnibene. <laughs> from Milnibene. I'm, uh, I'm from Milnibene. I, mean, I, was, I was listening to this, and, um, and he's like, what the fuck are you listening to? I'm, like, uh, I'm listening to Elric of Milnibene. <laughs> You're hiding your boner? Milady, let me sheath my sword. This is, of all the new shit... This was my fucking favorite thing. I just, I went on to the next book, re- fucking listened to all that, started reading the next book. It is, oh man, it's fucking awesome. You had something to say about the the music. Uh, yeah. uh, okay, so, so, preface, all three of us ordered this from online, fr- yeah. from, so. Overdrive. Okay. One, Overdrive one thing I'll say awesome that is app. the most red pill thing, I won't say the word that I want to say. But the, the the way the publication of this, the the preferred reading order, I wanted to read this chronologically. Within the internal world. Within right? the internal world. So what ended up happening with me is I listened to the first two audiobooks and then I started reading the third book, which is actually the first book that was ever written, I think – but I don't know because it's all over the place. Yeah. He wrote it he wrote out of, it order. out of order and then Del Rey who made amazing books for Conan, who make amazing books for Elric. I mean, I love what they make. Their covers are kind of shit, but they have El- they have uh, uh, essays and then they have um like forewords by yeah. uh and artwork. But by, by, by Alan Moore. Yeah. Alan Moore wrote the fucking foreword for the first, and it, yeah, for for the first uh, collection of, of and and again, these are fix ups because they were they were actually published in unprofessional magazines. They were published in British fanzines. Yeah, the the, the first stories were again. We're reading Elric of Elric of Manibene by Michael Moorcock. Yeah. I can't even fucking Elric say Elric of what, please? I mean, we were Nibbany. Just uh, type in Elric on the so fucking Google. So, interestingly, I read an interview with Moorcock. Irkun. 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 That's right, yeah. Um, I, I read, that's uh, a cousin. Oh, by the way, the if you look at the 
the transcript of the audiobook, how they spell Irkun is really hilarious. They spell ear E A R. Really? <laughs> but uh, Moorcock says that the only reading order he suggests is you read Elric of Melnibony first, and you read Stormbringer, which is supposedly the last. Stormbringer is the last right. novel, and, you read and, that and it's last. written as a novel. Yeah, but you read that last. Okay. And okay, so cool. he says everything in between you can read out of order. Doesn't okay, he doesn't cool, care. cool, cool. That's what he prefers. I would prefer to read the internal chronology rather than what was published because it makes no fucking sense to read it any other way, in my opinion. So the 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 first story that he wrote kills off so many characters, so many characters from Elric of Manibade that you're like, wow, that's the first story that you wrote? Yeah. Holy shit. And sorry, not only that, characters from the second book. And the second book is totally legit, too. Did, did you? Nah, I didn't get into uh, it. Dude, the second book's fucking badass, too. Part of what I liked about this so much was that he was, like, part of his character was stated introspection. But the other thing, too, is that he got his sword, and the sword's trying to, like, take control of him. Like, yeah, you're going to be violent and vengeance. Like, I will not be, like, taking... He was, like, was you should triumph of, like, rationality. You should read way. that first story because yeah. it's sad. It yeah. fucking breaks you. Okay. Yeah, but... Because it, it kind of undoes a lot of the shit that he built up. So it is cool to read it in chronological <laughs> order, but at the same time, it will harden you for what... If you do read it yeah. in, in published order, you're like, oh, wow, Like now I get the backstory yeah. on these characters. And now, like... There's meaning to their deaths. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like, I will say immediately, right off the back with Elric of Benimide, I do not think that that was a, pretty sure that wasn't a fix-up. I think most of that was written with either the mind that it was going to be a novel, yeah. and then published in, in small okay. spurts. Yeah, yeah. But Real quick, because it, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. For the non-writers, what does a fix-up mean? Uh, okay, so a fix-up means... It's a bunch of short stories that Serialized were... Serialized pub- or... Yeah, no, no, no. A fix-up is technically, like, a bunch of short stories that were written as short stories that were later compiled into a novel. Okay. So that's what Elric and Manimine. Yep. So it has, like, three acts that were, like, comprised of multiple little short stories. This first book, I feel like right off the bat, it's like, this character is compromise like he has he has a weakness and he has done everything in his power he's read every book he's just he's very humanizing Mm. which is like like you said it's the exact opposite of a sword and sorcery character it's just so nice to like i I, you can't help but fucking has weaknesses yeah Yeah. you, you can't fucking help but like feel like sympathy for mm-hmm. this character and you're like oh, you, you're on his side from the fucking start yeah to to be fair this is like those geeks who got stan kicked in the face by the jocks you know because <laughs> because whereas conan is like the jock, <laughs> the jock. <laughs> but fuck you man. and that goes to show because robert e howard was a fucking big ass dude i don't think um, um Morcock is a dork because he he made music with with a band that I listened to. It was actually pretty good. It was pretty, pretty nice. Well, you was were, it Filk? Filk. Oh my god, was I read about Filk. Filk. 
It was a little bit of filk, yeah. Oh, disgust. We want to hold off on filk, yeah. Because that's a we, we'll, whole. That's a tangent. Wait, is it is it a music? Is it a band? Is filk it, is a genre. It's a genre taken from. It's basically folk. Okay, but it was With science fiction. With science fiction fantasy. Film. fantasy uh, folk. I would like to hear this. What was any of Moorcock's band stuff on the Spotify playlist? Yes. No, I, I added it. I okay. just added it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So one thing about Elric that I really liked was super imaginative. And it brought me back, like, right back into the, the when I first played Final Fantasy VII. One Winged Angel comes Here on. Here we fucking Sephiroth. Go. You're, you're fighting Sephiroth, Here dude. Here we fucking go. And it's just like, no, 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 but this is valid because, like, to regain that experience of being a kid and playing that game as an adult with something that's a little bit harder to, like, you know, get into, which is reading, ah, it was great. I mean, it just felt like. Super imaginative, and then also that fucking memory weapon. That I mean, when he did, when Irkun destroyed it, and it was like a nuclear bomb going off. The, yeah, the, the that was dark. It, like ninety percent of everyone died of insanity. Yeah, and then Elric's like walking through all these dead bodies. Yeah, and he's just like, like he's like, nah, my, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm mentally strong enough to just. Here's, here's yeah. what I didn't like about that. I mean, this is just my personal thing. This is the one percent playing with the ninety. 19- with the 99% bodies. This is the 1%, the royal family, using the 99% as their cannon fodder. You, you'd hate even more the later, the chronologically, the later stories, because it's more, it's even Because more at the brutal. end, he's like, yeah, yeah, I know your core, I know that you fucking were responsible for the death, coming back to the, my issue with Star Wars, you're responsible for the death of thousands of people but you know what? I think you've learned your lesson, and you're the emperor in chief. Yeah. While I go out, he didn't my other say you learned your lesson. <laughs> yes, he did. He was like, he was like, no, you know that you've learned. I, now. I can fucking kill you with Stormbringer. And that's basically what it was like. He's you're, like, I taught you yeah. a lesson, bitch. Yeah. You're basically a trained you know, puppy. You know, if you fuck shit up, I'm gonna come back and kill you. Kill yeah. your ass. Yeah. yeah. So now the very same people that you're responsible for killing, you're now in charge of. That's the way it works in dictatorships. Yeah, dude. exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Um, but that doesn't take away from no, my enjoyment. But there of the is book. this funny thing though. The the, 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 the the woman he comes back, you know, the one who's sleeping the entire his, time. His, his girl, his, yeah, his, his cousin, yeah, 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 yeah his cousin, yeah, Yerkun's sister, Yerkun's sister. Uh, she uh, she wakes up and all of a sudden he's not interested anymore. He's like, now you know, I need some time to myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've gone through all this shit. I need a year of traveling the world. Okay, babe. Then maybe I'll come back. You know, like. <laughs> I thought that was pretty hilarious. I, I like what you said, like, what it feels like. Because it, it was very similar for me. Like, wh- what does it feel like to play that, that to be a kid? To, yeah. like, to not know what's coming next and to just be floored by, like, yeah. like to be just completely immersed in a world and, like, not know what's going to come next. And, like, oh, there's this big-ass giant fucking elemental, earth elemental that's just, like... Fuck you! This is my ship. Yeah. yeah, and like he's like, oh no, we got this from the the sea elementals. Yeah. It's like, this is like kind of awkward. I, I can't really I give it to like, you. I bro. can't like yeah. yo. Like there's so there, there's like the Talk imagination in this is insane. Yeah. And like I know that you know there's a lot of dimension shifting and mm-hmm. in, in the uh, Jarell stuff. She kind of put that, mm-hmm. but like I feel like Morcock created the multiverse multiverse well it, it runs definitely through all the it, whole elric yeah a li- it's it's hinted at a little mm-hmm. bit in in this the great um, champion sort of thing yeah yeah definitely like so he, it's hinted at a little bit where 
he goes into this demon world and he's also this summoner too. Yeah. He'll summon demons from like other dimensions, which is such a Final Fantasy thing. Yeah. And um in fact, so much is of a Final Fantasy is based in Elric. Go look at my um Michael Whalen paintings of mm-hmm. Elric and then go look at Yoshitaka Amano's paintings yeah. of Final Fantasy 2. Yeah, you're right. Look at his paintings of Final Fantasy 2 yeah. and tell me that's not fucking Elric. Dude, I'm just saying. Well, well, I'm just fucking saying. Here's what I say. I'm oh, sorry. Are you guys still talking about Final Fantasy? Oh, God. El- Elric would we make We already a pretty, had that podcast. Elric would be a pretty dope video game. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Dude, it would be pretty dope. Dude, so I had a couple a couple of notes. Oh, That's great. Here oh, Lex, here oh grumpy boy. Dude. Red Pill Miguel over here. <laughs> I don't like how he's an albino. He's super white. He's a white supremacist. Wow, that was... <laughs> Whoa, 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 dude! You, uh, you can edit that. Right? Edit that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Yeah, which is oh, very, all these gushers were red, which is very fitting because the first note I had was make Melnabone great again. <laughs> yeah, it kind of was yeah. because that's that's what they were trying to do. They're this they had this new they had this new. Uh, emperor who wasn't doing shit the way that they were used to it. So the cousin's like, make Melnibone great again. All right. Second thing. Second, the opioid epidemic that we're going through right now in the United States. It's exactly what the Melbanians are going through, man, because they're all high on their own shit. They're all high at their own supply, and Biggie dude, told you, don't wait, get high your own dude, supply. Dude, wait until I make you guys read Dune, and we start talking about... I mean, Dune's going to be his own fucking podcast. <laughs> We're going to have a whole episode on Dune and all talk right. about fucking Make America Great Again, the fucking... Uh... And then we already talked about this, the fucking royals messing with the one percenters. Yeah, I mean, I think that's... If you're looking at that as a flaw in the narrative, are you? No, looking no, at no, 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 no. Okay, it's just a note on it. That's all. Okay. I well, love, no, no, no. What, I love what do you feel book. about that note? You can. It's timeless. You know, it fucking happens all no. the time. Okay, it's happening right now. So it's it's po- it's a positive note. You're saying. I mean, it's negative in the fact that it. It's bad that it would happen, but it's positive that he wrote it in. Yeah, no, yeah, he's yeah. talking about fucking society. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah. I don't even think that Elric, as a hero, is even all good. He still belongs to, like, a very flawed society. Right. Dude, yeah. he goes bad. Okay. He fucking, he kind of spoiler alert shit up, dude. Yeah. Dude, it's like, I'm like, dude, why'd you got to do that, man? Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to going on the journey. Dude, dude do not good. know the way. I think, I mean, you do not know the way. You do not know the way. Show me the way. Show me the way. I was very surprised at how much I like sword and sorcery. Yeah. And it was all thanks to Elric. Elric kind of opened my eyes to the possibility. Oh, yeah. So you started off with Elric and yeah. then I finished with Elric. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's the culmination. From what I've read, it's definitely the culmination. I mean, I liked it all. I, I feel like I'm going to go I'm gonna go read some Conan stories now. I'm going to go read some Cole stories. I'm definitely buying The Witcher, at least that book. I'm definitely... I mean, yeah. I've already bought a volume of Elric stories. Yeah. So... Which I mean, fucking one? I bought the first one because I thought it would I thought it would be internal chronology. And then Zach was like, no, dude, you got to read 50 Wikipedia articles. You really do. You really it do. It is ridiculously yeah. confusing. And I can kind of try to help. 
explains. I, th- it, no, I, I like, think I've actually got it down. I, I've, I've got about six different tabs open on my dude, computer. Dude, right okay, now. so the the C one, the Sea of Time, is actually like fucking insane. So the first thing that I read by Michael Moorcock was a couple of years ago. I read um, Crom, or sorry, Corum, which is a. Uh, um, it's heroic fantasy. It's, it's definitely not sword and sorcery, but, like, it, it's like Elric, but, like, way, way more bananas. Just imagine, um, like, if Elric was on acid, that's the main character. I like, feel like he, Elric was, like, the acid of the sword okay. and sorcery. So, so Elric, if he's purple, literally. <laughs> yeah, like, the okay. main character is a fucking giant purple person. Okay. And... and and so it's it's pretty it's it's crazy as fuck, but it's like really cool. He's he's like shows up. He's like a main character in his own series, and then he shows up in in this second book, and he's like, oh yeah, like uh, I'm gonna, and and then they like all fuse it like yeah, it, dude. Did you ever watch Dragon Ball Z? Yes, oh, I did. You know they, you know, I fucking knew it. You know how they fuse? You know how they fuse in one person? Yeah. Elric, Conan, and... Er, this is exactly God, who dude. I thought you were when Elric, I was Elric, Corum. I don't like Dragon Ball Z at all. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I fucking you, hate Super. You did. You did. I, I did. When, yeah, when I was it's fucking in sixth Super grade. Stay on right now. Anything after eighth grade, I was like, fuck that. But like, That's a dope flame shirt you're wearing right now, bro. <laughs> I, I, I like how the shirt goes all the way down to your knees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not. That's I'm kind of where your shorts in, too, bro. Yo, man, we're gonna get a wallet chain just like this. God damn it! Duh. Hey, man, those black uh, Nike socks. We're gonna get those, dude. Yeah. Dude, you like these Jinkos? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So like these characters, like Corum and Elric, and like uh, two other characters, they like all fuse into one character and have a cosmic battle with, like, a demon that's, like, eating dimensions. And it's just, like... Galactus? Is that Galactus? Yeah, no, no, it's, like, literally the most insane bullshit Uh, you'd ever read. Can you send me that, that, the link to that story? Because I want to read that. Andrew's got a boner right now. You can get that for free in uh, OneDrive. It's at uh, Austin Library... I turned it back in after reading it in like one day because it was so fucking badass, dude. That I, first, I think Moorcock is a genius. Yeah. yeah, no, he he invented like the um, so all of all of his characters are in the multiverse, and if you go to multiverse dot com, it's his personal website. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure go to multiverse.com. It'll be like, blah, 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 Michael Moorcock, blah, blah, blah. It's like his, his fucking live yeah. journal. He's, yeah, he's, he's, kind of, he's insanely talented. He's done comics. Yeah. He's done video games. He's fucking, he, he, uh, he's done collaborations with, you know, this band, uh, Hawkwind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they did a... That's not it, dude. It's not multiverse.com. They did... You lied. It's You're more, a liar. Multiverse.net or some shit. He, they did a, a whole album based off of the Elric series yeah. called The Chronicle of the Black Sword. I listened to, I listened to it today. It was really good. So is, it like, is it like epic metal? Or? It's epic metal, and there's some dialogue directly from the Elric series. Fuck yeah. So it's really good. So we actually listened to that closing at work one, uh, a couple days ago. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm not kidding. It's awesome, Fuck man. Yeah. It's pretty good. 
I was in line at Mondo fucking today listening to that shit. It was pretty good. Yo, what what's with Elric not being like a fucking household name though? Yeah. Like like what what pisses me literally off the is, name Elric Elric or the character you're talking about? The, the name and like Moorcock and everything. It's like this is so good. It is as good or better than Conan, and every fucking one knows Conan. I mean, El- El- well, Conan has the benefit of having a movie. Yeah, but like, why is there no Elric movie? Why? Are, why? Yeah. What's going on? There, there. Elric is so. I feel like it's technically so sophisticated and so fucking good. Yeah, Coons like, a really good fucking character. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know I, why, dude? I, honestly, I'm not kidding. I was like looking up art of Elric. You know, just <laughs> yeah, because, like, it, it, it's like. It's so lame. It's so sad. It's so pathetic that when I went down this rabbit hole of like, I love Elric. And this is, you didn't even think you were going to like Dude, Sword and Sorcery. I was just like, I was like, I don't need to get through this episode. I don't need to get through this episode. I don't to get through this episode. I had the most fun with these stories. Like, yeah. More than cyberpunk. The Haunted House stories I liked a lot, but that's like my wheelhouse. Like yeah. horror. Yeah. But this oh, was I enjoy like, this more than cyber- uh, cyberpunk. Well, this was just really? like. Really? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But you said cyberpunk was your shit. Well, well, now he's saying we gotta blow it up. You gotta blow it up. Okay, all right. So, are y'all gonna suck on my like? What, are you gonna tag team my nutsack? Because <laughs> I got righty. <laughs> all right. Well, that one's the hang lower, so you gotta open your mouth a little well, bit right, more. Right, I'm right. more of a taint guy. Oh, okay, I'm down for um, that. I, I, you know, I, I feel like. This podcast is very demanding of time when it comes to reading. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to be able to get back into it, but I'm like stocking up because I know that there's going to be like a hibernation period. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing. Body horror, which is the next one. There's not, not going to be. Uh, there's going to be a couple short like, stories and there's going to be a novel I'm and there's going to be a movie. Forward. I am not looking forward to body horror. I am right now putting down my protest for what the fuck you guys have planned for body horror. Well, <laughs> I mean, we're going to have to talk about some ideas here, but we got some good ideas. Do we, do we want to like do, do any final thoughts on sword and sorcery or Elric or anything like that? Definitely, I do. Uh, well, first of all, we didn't say uh, pass or go for Elric or Michael Moorcock or the oh, Elric series. It's a resounding you know I mean? do it. Yeah, I, I agree. If Definitely. you are, I mean... It, it, this is, I mean, this series is totally just something else. I mean, it's something else. Is it? I mean, just like uh, C.L. Moore, I'm gonna say it's an indescribable <laughs> entity. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here, here's what I'll say about this: um, the the Elric book, the the first El, El, Elric of Melnibene, I gave it a five star on Goodreads, and I don't give many things five stars. Um, it's amazing. It's unbelievably imaginative. When the when he when Stormbringer fights uh, Oathbreaker, whatever the the, um, the evil the other evil sword yeah. is, it's as fucking epic as it gets. Yeah, it's just like I I, I remember exactly where I was when I was listening to it, yeah. and I just. I will rewind, and when I'm reading something, I will turn the page back, and I'll just read it again, because I don't want that moment to end. And that's the way it was when I was reading that fight scene. I was like, this is insanely, like, the climax is just so fucking epic. I highly recommend it. 
But like I said, I, I gave it a five star on Goodreads. And then when I looked at a couple of other writers, they, they'd given it three star. And I was just like, wait, what? Like, why? Like, I just, I feel like, I don't know. It just took me back to being a kid. It took me back yeah. to playing Final Fantasy. It took me back to like, like looking at pixelated graphics and just fucking imagining. Like, yeah. it, I just was so there and was just so blown away by like all these different ideas that I'd never come across. And like the magic, like he's a summoner. Like I, I feel like Elric, like all these games where where people summon things like from ethereal realms or whatever, like, you know, in Final Fantasy you summon Odin or summon like uh Ifrit or or Shiva Nothing. Not, that would not be a thing if it was not for Michael Moorcock, because he does that multiple times throughout all the series. Like he does it to like he'll summon like wind elementals to like get him across the the sea, the open sea. I would highly recommend it. And I'll tell. Speaking as, as not a writer, and also having never read um, uh, Sword and Sorcery. Have you, Andrew, have you ever read Sword of Sorcery at all? I've never interacted with it in any kind of okay. capacity. So for me, coming into this fairly fresh, it's got everything. I mean, it's adventure, it's horror, it's a little bit of romance. Not, you know, I tend to shy away from a lot of romance, of romantic comedies, all that stuff. I don't, it's got a little bit of it, which is fine. But there's something for everybody in this, and it's so well written. The, the the world building is ridiculous. Yeah. Goes along smoothly. There doesn't everything that's written here is for a purpose. There's no filler. It's all killer, and everything is for a purpose. So, I would say if you've never read Sword and Sorcery before, give it a chance. If you've read Sword and Sorcery before, I'm sure you've already read it. He's amazing. I'm gonna I'm going to. Look for more Elric stories. As convoluted as their timeline is, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to wade through it and try to find out, you know, the next set. And for, for Sword and Sorcery, as someone who's never, like, even dipped their toe into it, and then we went to a full dive into right. it, there's no bad entry point. Like, any of these stories you could enter into, except for maybe Ilmet. Ilmet, you might have to have some kind of thing, but there's no bad entry point. Yeah. Elric is a great entry point. Conan is a great entry point. Cole, you know, they're all great entry points. And you have to go into it Knowing that these stories are just, they can be self-contained, uh, but they're so imaginative. It's just, it's hard It's hard to match. It yeah. really is. I give it a big Elric and Michael Moorcock a thumbs up, but the genre itself, Sword and Sorcery, a big thumbs up for me. Yeah. yeah. I'm, dude, I'm fucking glad because it's, it's, it, it's cool to see that, you know, someone, but, well, both of you guys are kind of like more horror-based that, yeah. uh. You know, that, that y'all are digging it. But yeah. Thank you so much, Zach. To you. Exactly. I owe you a bro job. Our, our next episode is going to be body horror. And we're going to have, we have a few tricks up our sleeve. But booksbeer.blogspot.com is where we're going to have our beer list and our reading list and all that kind of jazz. Well, well let's talk about, uh, so there, there'll be a couple things that we're going to read. Do we know? Oh, uh, we're definitely going to read Nick Cutter's The Troop, right? The Troop. Yeah, yeah, man. That is... Hard, and we're definitely gonna watch a Cronenberg movie. Yeah, we will watch either Videodrome 
or oh God, there's another one that someone told me. It literally any Cronenberg works. Yeah, just read, just watch every Cronenberg movies. There's Videodrome, and then there's the one that's like a uh, fuck. I mean, scanners or scanners, or, yeah, scanners. Yeah, scanners. That's the one. Um, probably going to read a John Shirley story as well. And I have a John. I'll just scan those for you. Yeah, and then we'll read uh, George R. R. Martin's The Monkey Treatment, okay, which is uh, totally solid. And a Jeremy Robert Johnson story as well. forgot cool. what it's called, but it's... Well, we're definitely going to have a reading list out available yeah. for you guys. We'll, we'll have a reading list out by uh, next week. And then we'll, we'll also have a beer list. <laughs> Books and beer. 